Uh, oh, wait, this is an Animal Crossing thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you dork. You dork. <laughs> the guy with a pencil behind his ear that was made before he was born is calling you a dork. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 142 of the Erasable Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friend John Morris at Kamikokuen, an online purveyor of Japanese stationery and pencils. Stay tuned later in the show for an exclusive discount and giveaway to Erasable listeners. I'm Johnny Gamber on hosting Boss Duties tonight, and I'm dragging my two co-hosts out of Animal Crossing. So would you please welcome back to a different kind of virtual life, my co-hosts, Andy and Tim. Hello. Excited to really, They're they're all just blurring together at this point. Yeah. So I'm not even sure if I'm playing the game right now or not. <laughs> so I here's a funny story about that. I was talking to um uh Will Fangi, who's a friend of ours, friend of the show, Will Fangi, and he also plays Animal Crossing. And he talked about how he was gonna be doing some landscaping. And I was like, Oh, cool, maybe I can come over to your island and look at it later. He's like, <laughs> No, dude, <laughs> like in real life. Yeah, landscaping. Yeah. Yeah. I just assume it's, you know, animal crossing landscaping. <laughs> yeah. So hello. It's so, good to be back. Yeah. 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 In the real world. Yep. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> sort of. Well, we did get together in the real world before everybody got stuck where they were. Yeah. Just right. We good just timing. slid in last minute. That was amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Good timing. Yeah. My, um, I need to touch up on my tattoo because I think I mentioned I fell hiking and put a hole in it and yep. um recently i was talking to my parents like did you get your tattoo fixed yet i'm like we have not been able to get tattoos it's been that long uh-huh. and everyone's been stuck home yeah but um so tonight we're going to update our top fives because you know people tend to ask a lot what our favorite pencils are and we haven't done this in a long time but before we jump into that why don't we do our usual tools of the trade we could like flip a coin see who goes first yeah tim you tim. go <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a quick quick flip uh yeah i have been listening to a lot of jason isbel's new album so i've talked about him a lot on here but he's my uh favorite songwriter these days and he and his band the 400 unit just came out with a new album called reunions that is just outstanding it's really wonderful and he put it out he put you know he's independent so he runs his own label so when all this quarantine thing happened, he uh, chose to release it a week early, but in a way that wouldn't screw over the independent record stores that he uh, relies on so much. And so he released it one week early, but you had to buy it at an independent store, which is really cool. So I actually got it on on vinyl, a special like orange swirled vinyl. Uh, it looks so got, good. It looks so good. Yeah, and it sounds even better. And so I, I got that the week a week early. Um, literally had to, I only could listen to it on vinyl, which was a cool experience because even the coupon or like the download code didn't work until it was officially released to the public. So I, I just <laughs> had to listen on vinyl for a full week, which is really cool. And I and love how he only sent those to independent bookstores. Yeah. Or record stores. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty amazing how they pulled that off so quickly. Yeah. Um, but I'm really, really glad he did. I think that was a really cool move and I've just been loving the album. If you, uh, patreon supporter and get our playlist i added a song from the album called dream sickles which is why they made it like the dream sickle vinyl like the orange vinyl but uh great album so please please check that out if you haven't already and i just finished a book called sourdough a novel called sourdough by robin sloan uh i I've had Mr. Penumbra's 24 hour bookstore recommended so many times and was literally like going to finally like finish it. And I was like looking into my Kindle and then right next to it, I noticed that there, he had a book called sourdough and I've been kind of like most of seemingly like most of the male population of this country been obsessed with trying to get a sourdough starter going. Uh, and so I saw it, I was like, well, I got to read that one first. Uh, and I read the book and it is, it was a lot of fun. And I think Andy, you've read it before, right? Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, he's a local San Francisco author, and like most of them are set in the San Francisco, so there's a lot of like cool, uh, familiar scenery and stuff mm-hmm. in the book to me. So yeah, he's he's really neat. Yeah, so it's it's a novel where this, which sounds a lot like you, Andy, but he, uh, this woman from the Midwest who gets into like 
working in like a digital world and then moves to the Bay Area to work for this company. Uh, and she's working for a software company that's, or a, I guess, would you call that a hardware and software company? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, I like would tech, say so. They're making like these mechanical arms that are like AI sort of enabled. So, yeah. and then she gets into sourdough through some like kind of bizarre circumstances. And it's a, it is a really fun book. And it's a short book. Yeah. I think it was only like goes really two, 250 pages, but I read it in just a few days. So, yeah. Uh, that was, that was a lot of fun and it's, it was a good kind of inspiration as I'm trying to get my starter going. Um, do you, do you want to tell the folks what your starter's name is? Yes. Uh, actually it, today is the birthday of its That's namesake. Right. Yeah. Today is the birthday of Mr. Of Mr. Bob Dylan and my, my starter is affectionately named Blob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so so oh, Blob Dylan is doing okay. Uh, so we're, we got our fingers crossed though, but yeah, yeah. Today's, today's Bob Dylan's birthday and it is the fourth day of existence <laughs> for Blob Dylan. My second attempt at a, a sourdough starter. Uh, and Jane and I just finished, uh, also just finished broad church. So I was going to just mention that we finished the first oh, nice. season, the first season of broad church and we started the second. So awesome show. Uh, and I am writing with a Tennessee red in my, uh, field notes craft, uh, edition, which has a cub sticker on the front of it. And that's me. How about you, Andy? Hmm. Um, I started reading a very strange novel called Bubblegum. And it is, it takes place, it's like, it was recommended to me by the io9 monthly, like, science fiction uh, upcoming books. Um, and it, it's not exactly a science fiction. It's sort of like alternate universe, alternate timeline kind of a thing. And it seems like the big difference is, is that the internet doesn't exist in this other timeline. And instead, they have these like little. How do they uh, play Animal Crossing? I know, right? <laughs> it's, how, it's my it's my escape from <laughs> Animal Crossing. This book. Um, <laughs> they can't go to each other's islands. Um, no, it's a. Uh, and instead of like uh, the internet, there's this other craze that's like these weird little like. Um, they're like Furbies, but they're really like made out of like flesh and blood. So like they're like little animals it's really really hard to describe it's a very strange novel but i i'm just like pressing on because it's like strangely captivating uh it's written by adam levine who's like not the um uh not the guy from rune five but <laughs> the author adam levine yeah um <laughs> and he sometimes does weird things like um he kind of kind of john Melkovich is himself has you have you have either of you ever read anything by him i've not yeah <laughs> I don't. This is the first thing I've ever read, but apparently, sometimes does these like little, sort of like self-aware John Malkovich things where he like references himself, which I think is a little, eh. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> uh, the, main, the main the main character smokes a lot, and in, in sort of like this this main character's narrative, he talks about how there's only like, you know, two people who he knows of who smokes this much, and one of them is like the novelist Adam Levine. It's like, shut <laughs> up. <Jeez. laughs> Anyhow. Um, reading that and <laughs> Kitty, Kitty and I are watching um, uh, the first season. We're finishing the first season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is a I think CBS show with uh, Lauren Graham. Yeah, Lauren Graham's in it. Um, she it, it takes place in San Francisco. Uh, Lauren Graham plays the boss of this tech company, uh, and Zoe is this woman who works there who um, hears everybody's sort of like inner narrative uh, because they burst out into song. So, like, uh, spo- spoiler, Lauren, Lauren Graham's character gets a divorce, and um, she's, like, singing um, that Katy Perry song about, like, hear me roar, um, just to, like, like at, at the tech office. And so Zoe can, like, see and hear this, but nobody else sees it and hears it. So um, it's, it's actually pretty good. It's kind of cute. It has a very glee-like-ness uh, about it where, you know, there's a lot of singing and dancing from a lot of, like, squeaky clean white kids. Um, and (laughs) there's, there's some people of color in it too, but like, um, it's very, it's very glee like, um, and it's interesting because there are some scenes that are filmed in San Francisco and there are some scenes that are like clearly not, (laughs) it's like, oh, that cafe has like lots of room in it. That's like definitely not, that's on a soundstage somewhere. (laughs) And... (laughs) And so I am uh, writing with my uh, vintage Musgrave text, test scoring 100 pencil, uh, which I still need to send nice. you guys. Um, cool. In my um, 
in my uh, Lich Term uh, Red Dots notebook. How about you, Jenny? Sweet. Um, so I read book one of the Corfu trilogy by Gerald Durrell Durrell Durrell. I don't yes. know quite, quite clear on how it goes, um, but it's so good. It's really funny. Yeah, it's super how, funny. How close does it feel to kind of the vibe that that PBS show had? Um, I think like I assume not. I've only much. read I've only read the one, so there's a lot a lot not but in the first book um spiro is fat and there's no weirdness between him and oh. Oh. so that changes the entire vibe of everything yeah it does and oh. um there's a lot more details about the stuff that jerry's into so i had to look up a lot of things i'm like what the hell is he talking about like, oh cool <laughs> house, house geckos are really a thing is um, and, um yeah oh shoot what's his name the the greek guy who is like the intellectual who's like friends with Jerry. Oh yeah. Oh, the um, naturalist. Theo. Guy. Yeah. Theo. Yeah. Have yeah. yes. mm. you seen the book? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, spoiler in book one, there's no Sven and there's no, um, Hugh. Oh. Yet. But, um, yeah, I took a break from it because it's like a really thick paperback book. Cause they're all in one volume and it was hurting my hand. So I wanted to read something else <laughs> after that one. So I've been trying to start Mrs. Dalloway and it's like something from a stupid movie where every time I pick it up, my phone rings and I closed <laughs> it and read the first line and my mom called. I'm like, Son of <laughs> so I, it's been like a week. And I haven't read any books, but, um, my kids have been enjoying, uh, some Whitman and Robert Frost a lot lately. So that's been good. We picked up the um, Robert Frost Library of America edition on sale for National Poetry Month, mm. which is super awesome. Um, actually, I just picked up another one. If you order it from them, like you've never gotten a book that's in that perfect condition in your entire life, which oh, yeah, kind of sucks in a way because you're like, I don't want to open this. It's going to ruin <laughs> it immediately. And I don't know their magic. But um, yeah, um, we were watching um, Midsummer Murders like every night which is almost two hours long. So I go to bed at like two, three, you know, normal time. That's wake um, up at 4.30. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'll wake up at 4.30 and see which one of my children is in the bed. I'm like, is this curly hair? It's Henry. Why are you in my bed? <laughs> but um, so I am writing with one of my top fives, which is the Faber-Castell Velvet 3557. Um, and trivia, it's... Faber-Castell, one word, no hyphen, when it was still the American company. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Delights, it really delights me. It looks so good in uh, Futura. Hmm. Yeah. But um, how about some fresh points or some dead dead points? Deader, deader <laughs> points. <laughs> deader points. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can start us out. And I was, before I even get to that, because I think that's pretty exciting. We'll, we'll talk about to some extent. And I think Andy's got some stuff to add to it. But before we get to the Deader Prince, uh, Blackwing just released some new notebooks and uh, a partial pencil uh, for yeah. <laughs> to get to go with. But uh, the slate, which I think we're all you know generally fans of, I really enjoy my my yeah. normal size slate. So, and mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with this, is their hardback notebook that has the pencil loop on the spine, um, and so. It's a good, good quality uh, hardback notebook. They've now released two new sizes, so now they have a small one, which is, I guess, co comparable to the uh, the small moleskin. But it seems I think it's a little wider, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have one in hand, but I think yeah, it's a little... they went with like they went with uh, international sizes. So it's like A6. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's exactly yes. half of the A5. And then they got that is a. Uh, bigger which i guess it would be the a4 right is that mm -hmm. the, yeah so they've got uh now those two new sizes which is you know kind of cool especially if, if you're a big fan of those and it's nice to have some variation it kind of reminds me of when uh baron fig yeah or should i say baron fig came baron out fig. with it <laughs> came out with the lar the different sizes in the uh confidant which was cool because i really like that big confidant so it's it's a, a cool thing to add to your line just gives you more flexibility um yeah and if you order the small one it comes with a uh part of a black wing 
<laughs> becomes the Blackwing. It's yeah, funny. They, people yeah. were just like freaking out about it in the group, and like somebody. And so I, I was under the impression that there was going to be like maybe like a bridge pencil Blackwing, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that would be amazing. And yeah. then I think Johnny, you sent me a picture of it, and it was just like a Blackwing with like three inches sawed off. Or yeah, or even so, if it was uh, I was I was wondering if it would be some kind of pocket pencil setup you know yeah. like when people were saying that they would have some sort of other thing to it than just being a smaller pencil yeah. um so. what did they do with the rest of them <laughs> yeah bullet pencils. there's like there's a big crate of like <laughs> one third black wings maybe they're gonna work <laughs> on a, maybe they're working on a black wing bullet pencil oh my goodness that would be pretty cool that would yeah. be pretty cool um so yeah that that would be pretty cool but it's yeah, I was I was not really sure what to do, which it makes sense why they would do that. I'm I'm glad they did that actually because you are basically making a notebook that can only fit like a Steinbeck stage pencil. Yeah. So um I am a little confused as to why it's not a little bit longer, right? Like unless they do have some sort of other motive for what's gonna happen with the stubs, like to go into some other project they're working on. Because when you even when you look at the pictures, there's like another inch and a half of pencil that they could have left on there, you know? Like cause, I don't know. Does that strike either of you as curious huh, or, i didn't think of it. yeah but now it makes sense well, why wouldn't why wouldn't they just give you another inch and a half just and add 50 cents to the price or something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so, do they raise the prices i can't remember how much they used to be they're so. 25 for an a5 i think that's right i think that's what they were before yeah i think so. pretty sure they're, that's very reasonable yeah yeah it's a bad. very good i very good, I was yeah. hoping the big one would have more pages, sort of like the big Leuchtturm books. Oh, yeah. Or that new, like that big, there's that big Moleskin now, too, isn't there? Aren't they doing like the fat ones as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I or think that's only the A5s. But... Yeah, A5s. Yeah, okay. That is like a beast of a book, though. I love them. Yeah, I saw one at Target the other day. I was like, it was like seeing a Target. Dinosaur. I was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I saw it at Target. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. And then two weeks later, our target just sold off all their moleskin and like reduced it down to like only four options. So I guess they were done with that. Um, Yeah. The other thing I was going to bring up was the, or is the debtor prints from field notes, which has been kind of the craze going around last, uh, what, two weeks uh, on the internet. So they, I guess when the first dead prints came out, it was made pretty clear that they're not sure this would ever happen again. Right, this is just kind of a one-off thing. Uh, Draplin had all these extra uh, sample sheets or posters or all these uh, things that he'd made in his studio, and they converted those into covers for this really cool special edition notebook. And now they're they they're back. So ac- according to the website, it says that you know they said that they didn't even weren't even expecting it to to show up until so it says some boxes showed up from Draplin that I guess I'm assuming were just full of the scraps. Yeah. And then saying like, here you go, make some notebooks, uh, which is kind of exciting to imagine being there when that happened, <laughs> when that happened, we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to get to the bottom of that. Uh, but yeah, they look great. I mean, there's a lot of cool ones in here. I didn't, I, I was too late, so I did not get any, which is okay. I've got notebooks. Don't worry, people. I've got plenty of <laughs> notebooks, <I've> got a <laughs> life, lifetime supply of notebooks, but I missed out on them, which I'm not, I wasn't that bummed about it until I found out that there was a Jason Isbell one and that somebody has has found and there's also a jerry garcia one and that was the what made me like do a bart simpson run and punch the wall kind of uh, <laughs> when, when i heard that which you know one in a million chance i would have got them anyways but i really love the the color of the the foil print um yeah like the uh, the fuchsia it says uh, fully fuchsia is the name of the the foil that they put on the outside cover and then the inside they used a, a glistening green metallic ink so i know you guys got these so what did you think about them um you want to go first <laughs> you go you go ahead oh i mean i liked them i was i don't want to steal your thunder i was really excited about the um the green graph because yeah. it seems like whenever Draplin does something, the graph is cool, yeah. but um, it's too dark and the paper kind of sucks. Yeah, and, I. I mean, more than kinda. Yeah, I should have got one of mine out so I can like look in the, the notes. But yeah, they're just not as good as the ones that you know they've been using lately. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think the dead prints look really cool, and it, I'm always like really amused by the, um, 
the flurry of trading activity that happens in the nuts group whenever this happens. So last, I think I think it was 2016, yeah. right, when it came out last time. Like fall. Oh of God, I don't remember. Was the first Dead Prince. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pause real quick. Something is very noisy. Sorry, I dropped something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was trying to get the book out. Okay, I do have the paper stuck. So, Johnny, do you, do you know what paper that is and what's different about it? It is 50-pound, accent opaque, absolutely alabaster, smooth text with a grid printed in a fine mist of DDC mean green. So it's a different brand, and yeah. it's you know, the weight they used to use. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. It's a little toothy. Yeah, but not like in a good capture pencil sort of way, just in kind of like a... It's like a loose grain kind of a way. Yeah, my um, anything pen I used tried to use in there really looked like, um, you know, whenever it hit the graph, it would sort of lose the ink. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Because I guess they hit it with those green lines pretty hard. Yeah, but I do like those green lines. They're very good looking. Yeah, I feel like I got better notebooks this time than I did last time. Last time, like two of mine were white. Mm-hmm. This is no fun. <laughs> But I I don't I, I guess maybe I don't feel an emotional attachment to any of the um, posters that they came from. So I maybe I just don't understand why everyone would want to trade so much. I kind of thought part of the fun of this was you know what am I going to get? Yeah, yeah. I um I got so there were a couple different like uh, what am I trying to say? There were a couple different dead prints made from posters that I have, uh, which is cool. Like last time several like california posters and maybe on like the third color run or something like that so they were like it's kind of weird and distorted which of course it's a dead print so that's you know that's how that happens but this time around they have some when you came here and from this golden gate bridge poster that they made that is really in my limit two packs that it seems like nobody else on the internet followed so i <laughs> i i got a golden gate bridge one which is really cool and i traded somebody for um an indiana one and i've been uh our friend uh our friend and and very active uh facebook group member michael durbin uh has been uh gobbling up all of these san francisco ones so i think i'm going to wait until he's done doing that and then see if he'll take pity on me and send me one of his duplicates. <laughs> there you go. Do you hear that, Durbin? <laughs> I don't know if he actually listens to the episode, but to the show. But yeah, it's been yeah, there's it's been very active on the on the field nuts boards. I've also been keeping in an ear out for um Chicago or Tennessee ones for Tim too. So we'll see if uh. so somebody got a Chicago one. Um and it had like the bowls on it, which was cool. I don't think it had any cups oh, on it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. What does the uh, Jason Isbell one look like? <laughs> I was literally just Googling that as you said that. I was like trying to figure out <laughs> because I've just heard about it. I haven't actually seen it. I think it's kind of an is, is like thick line style, like the Bernie Sanders poster and the Raconteurs poster. Mm. I think it's I think it's in that kind of style, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll see if maybe one is in my packs. If it is it's yours. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm typing. <laughs> it occurred to me I should just look up uh, Drablin. There you go, and that's what it looks like. Wow, that's a cool poster. Yeah. Jeez. Should I continue on with my fresh point since I sort of yeah. took over your data print? Yeah. No, go for it. Well, um, another really cool thing that came in the mail these past couple weeks is um, our friend Keith McCleary, who is Random Thinks on um, Instagram and Twitter. Um, well, really, mostly Instagram. I think he's a big Instagram user. Um, he has been 3D printing uh, pencil cups. Um, he has a 3D printer, and uh, he's been printing these really cool cups with um, kind of like an eraser-colored bottom, and then some like metallic ferrule, and then like a uh, like a you know color of the pencil top. And he made um, oh man, I think he's made like a Blackwing one. He made an orange Golden Bear, and I messaged him like. Keith, can you make a blue golden bear? He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So he sent it to me, and it looks amazing. Um, I'll include a picture with the with the show notes. Um, 
it's it, you know it's it's it yeah i think it just looks so good I, I took out two dozen golden bears and put them in so like you could see them together and really nerdy and fun um he actually just like <laughs> 10 minutes ago posted a couple of prototypes in the group um he made a futura one and a 602 one oh um, geez yeah they look they look super good that futura one is just like really nice um Ooh, i would want that has even has metallic purple is like the feral color oh man um, those look great so honestly like uh, you should go if you're in the facebook community you know message keith he'll like commission him to do a to do a pencil um he has he has a storefront too i think he you know what i think he sells through um gary's store i think he sells through Notebest. oh yeah yeah i'll yeah. put that link in there yeah they're both in like, the ann arbor area um so yeah i i love it i have it on my my desk right now um which which is which is my third um fresh point which is not exactly pencil related but it's pencil adjacent so i you know, I've been working from home since March and probably keep on working from home for the foreseeable future for another few months or so, um, at least. Um, and I really, I was working from the kitchen table and it just really isn't like in our little apartment, it's not a great space because I was kind of tearing down my desk at the end of each week to like, so we could, on the weekends could have dinner that, at the table. It's pretty close to the kitchen. So I had a lot of banging whenever, you know, we were doing stuff in there. So I was looking for a desk and... I had a very specific like size that I needed. Like I needed something that was big enough to fit my like giant high def like 26 inch monitor, external monitor, but also had to be small enough where I could fit it into the space. And finally came across I think I just got a I looked at so many desks I started getting Instagram ads for every single desk made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. And this one this one came up and it's called workfromhomedesks.com. And I was like, "What is this?" So uh, it's a work from home desk. <laughs> sure, sure enough, they truth in they advertising. Their audience. So it's it's interesting because I feel like it, it's they started making stuff after the COVID nineteen thing, and I feel like it was made uh, perfect for me because it is. I also wanted a like something that could convert into standing desk because I sometimes like to stand. Um, so it's they're they're fugly as sin, like they're super ugly, um, <laughs> but they're they're made from like these like laser cut from these big pieces of like um laminated uh, plywood and they fit together really easily and then when you're not using them you can just like collapse them and like slide them under the bed and um yeah you could they have like these pegs that you can take out and like move it up and down so it is perfect size for me it just fits the monitor it fits my laptop it fits my pencil cup and a couple other things um so yeah i've if any and and also it's um how much does it cost? They're like three fifty. Yeah, the three fifty, which was like, like I was at first a little skeptical because I'm like, these are just cut pieces of plywood, but they're very good quality, like industrial grade plywood. Um, so, again, super ugly, <laughs> but they <laughs> uh, super functional. If anybody is like me and you live in a maybe a small apartment or you have a small room as your office, and you find yourself working from home, um, check this out for sure. I'll put a link in the in the show notes. I they're not paying me to say this. Um, I posted something on Instagram and uh, they like Instagram messaged me and was like, "Hey, thanks for posting." And we were just talking back and forth a little bit. And um, they kind of had the idea before COVID nineteen stuff happened, but like that was kind of the sign to like go forward with this thing. I'm sure it's pretty easy to produce. Um, and they <laughs> they say they've been getting a lot of business in San Francisco because of all the <laughs> tech workers working from home with tiny spaces. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's just that being like that collapsible put under the bed thing is that's a really good feature. That's I mean, yeah, that was, that's a good thing because when I first saw it, I was like, nope. Yeah, uh, but but to have that kind of flexibility to be able to like shut it down, put it under a bed or whatever, that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's really so, good. And are, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Are they um, they're stashable? Are they portable? Could you take it somewhere? Um, yes, you could take it somewhere. It's kind of heavy. I mean, it's it's like big. There's like several big pieces of wood and that it's like it's heavy duty, but it's like definitely luggable. Um, they should make like a little carrying handle or something for it. But yeah, you could totally take it somewhere. You um, could do like an um, old military field desk. Yeah. Yeah. It's 31 inches wide and it's 21 inches deep. So it's like a really good size. And what I like about it is you can adjust the pegs and you can make it a standing desk. And even I'm six foot two. And so it like even will still fit me as a standing desk. 
So yeah, it's just just not the most attractive desk you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah. And that is my fresh points. Johnny, how about you? Awesome. So um I don't know about you guys, but I've been like real fidgety lately. Like <laughs> more fidgety than usual. And he's pretty fidgety, folks. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um so you know, watching British crime dramas until all hours of the night and not going anywhere does not do um it doesn't do you any favors in the, you know, keeping on a schedule department. So if you do have to take ADHD medicine, your day's screwed up. You don't know when you took it or when you should take it. And that doesn't help. But um, my hyper focus has been helping me organize a lot, which has been really good. Like I can find most of my pencils. And if not um, 10 or 15 minutes, I can get them. I know vaguely where they are which is not something I could say when you guys were here. And it was an embarrassing cluster F. You were pretty, uh, pretty judgy. I <laughs> yeah. you probably didn't notice, but Tim and I are just whispering to each other constantly. I'm still kind of brooding about it. Honestly, yeah. sorry. Like, we have to come back. Yeah, true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have a do over do over, but, um, do over. Yeah. Say, how do they pronounce it? <laughs> <laughs> do, it, do it again. All right. Don't F it up this time. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> But um, so I've like I've gone through once and I got all of my American pencils together. Then I went through again and got all my vintage American pencils together. And I think most recently it was like now all of my vintage Dixon slash Ticonderoga pencils are together. So, um, you know, it's very fun when you're stuck home. But, um, you know, it's also the kind of thing where you lose track of time and it's like two in the morning. You're like, crap, like, <laughs> I didn't eat dinner. But um, it's also extended to... Um, useful stuff like cleaning out your pencil cases, like turn them inside out and get all that graphite off of them. Oh yeah. And um, I've been cleaning out uh, sharpeners, like making sure the insides aren't blowing dust everywhere because, you know, it tends to kind of build up and get stuck to the feet and then, you know, gets on your bookshelves. And um, it's really satisfying to take a, like a magnesium sharpener and take off the blade and steel wool the, the magnesium a little bit and buff it. That's, very fun. I'm out of steel wool. And uh yeah. It's uh if you're looking for something wholesome to do and you have a lot of crap for stationaries that that is uh you know, I don't more than disorganized. A stronger word than disorganized. Something German. Uh <laughs> this is a good time to do it. So yeah, I also like you know, I'm finding lots of stuff that I I'm not going to use and I know people would use it, so get some you know friend fun mailboxes going but um yeah i could talk about this all night um speaking of friend mailboxes uh leslie halls who's been a blog friend of mine since like before i had kids and i had just a regular blog mm -hmm. sent me a cool box of stuff from um i think it was from an engineer who passed away so i am the proud owner of a slide roll in a leather sheath like a sword so my nerd cred is just like skyrocketed, <laughs> but I don't, I mean, I don't know how to use it. I was so. going to say, are you doing lots of calculations now since <laughs> yeah, I'm going to figure that out? Like how many vintage Ticonderogas fit in this weird little Ikea cabinet drawer <laughs> and you know, different generations or different sizes. But um, yeah, that was super awesome. There are some really cool um, like antique mechanical pencils in there. Uh, you know, sort of like the fat lead kind that are, you know, nice, not uh, Kurotoga that, you know, you can drop it and now it's broken, um, which is not something I've had a lot of. And now I really, really enjoy them. Like a nice, heavy, you know, 0.9 uh, mechanical pencil is great for scribbling and stuff. Um, I Like I did crosswords today in a pencil that's older than my dad. And the lead is that old. Like, this is awesome. That's pretty cool. So yeah, thanks again to Leslie. Also, uh, I just sent you guys some pictures of some of the other cool goodies in there that I'm still going through. I spent like two days petting everything. Okay. <laughs> and then like, I'm getting good at cleaning up mechanical pencils. So that's good. Oh, I also, I've gone through all the bullet pencils I own and gotten every one that I can get together, together and clean and full. Like This is a satisfying time. So, like I said, you guys have to come back soon before I disorganize again. 
<laughs> before it reverts to its natural state. Like, oh my god, like mine doesn't. <laughs> it's like open the closet and you just hear all this like clink, 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 clink. I'm like, son of a crack. It just goes back to nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm one of those people with ink all over their hands, but it's graphite and it looks like dirt. <laughs> so moving on, we mentioned earlier that this episode is sponsored by our friend John Morris and his web shop. So, oh man, I fucked it up again. All right, I'm sorry. I'm going right into it. This episode is brought to you by our longtime friend and first-time sponsor, John Morris at Kamikukuin. In Japanese, that's the kanji pronunciation of paper and graphite, which is what John sells. If you're in our Facebook group, you're probably already quite familiar with John. He's active, welcoming, and one of the biggest pencil fans out there. If you're in the group, you can even find a thread where John is taking orders for a custom run of Erasable Community Black Wings, the second run. Yeah. What you may not know is that he has an online Etsy shop where you'll find all sorts of goodies, vintage Japanese wood pencils, stickers, magnets, most of which he designs himself, um, with interesting stuff like Star Wars and space shuttles having babies with pencils. Like, shake all that <laughs> up in a can and dump it out with some cool designs. That's what it looks like. Um, he's got some rare and hard-to-find Japanese pencils and custom-curated sets based on themes like floral pencils, camels, um, pentel, um, there were some bullet trains. Those were really yeah, cool. Yeah, bullet trains are cool. So if you make a purchase from Kami Kokuin today of two or more items, the use the offer code Erasable20, E-R-A-S-A-B-L-E-20, if you can't spell like me, you'll save 20%, and John will even throw in a fun limited edition sticker that he just produced just for us. So go to etsy.com slash shop slash Kami Kukuin, K-A-M-I-K-O-K-U-E-N. Many thanks to John and Kami Kukuin for sponsoring the Erasable Podcast. Yay! Yay, thank you, John. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. He was just, um, right before I went to Baltimore, he was um, in the Bay Area and we had dinner. That's awesome. So, yeah. I feel weird saying my own name. Yeah, John. I keep thinking of him as Morris in my head because, yeah. you know, it's also a first name. But uh, yeah, so why don't we move on to our main topic, which is our top five pencil update that we haven't done in like three years. I know, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to go first, Jim? Yeah, sure. I'm going to start with uh, the ones that haven't changed. So I'll start there. Uh, I think, I feel like all of us maybe have, or definitely Andy and I have like a, the standard sort of like one that's never going to leave the list. I feel like yeah. Johnny, yours kind of jumbles up more than ours, which is very cool. But I, I just, the Palomino HP is never going to leave my list. That's yeah. my favorite kind of just standard. It will always be wonderful. I love everything about it. It's like the perfect pencil for me. So that's definitely got to stay on there. The other one that has remained the same sort of is that I've got the MMX on my list, mm, which yeah. was, oh, yeah. I think last time I decided to just put the MMX and then say, and all iterations of, cause I'm thinking mostly of the core. I mean, I was tempted to put the volume four or the, the 73 mm. on there. Uh, but I just ended up going with the MMX one. That's more, uh, and I actually, I've been the using, yeah, the archetype, but I've been using that one more yeah. like on a regular basis anyways. So I think if I were to, if I were to pick like a favorite MMX core, it would be the 73 or no 73, 70. Yeah. The Tahoe, the Tahoe one. I love yeah, the way that one. Yeah. That one's amazing. That one is a beautiful pencil. Yeah. That, the, that one. And then I, I really, I know it was, it doesn't seem like it was super popular, but I just really love the Mars one. Um, yeah. so yeah, I love that. I love that pencil. And so I've got, a dozen of those in waiting that I'm just glad I found before they disappeared. But uh, yeah, so those two I think are my standards if I'm remembering right. I guess I should maybe look at this. I think that's those are the only ones that I that, that I'm repeating. I didn't even look at our old top five because I didn't want to be influenced by it. So uh, <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going back now. And yeah, so those are that's actually the oh my gosh the last time we did this I didn't even have the MMX on there because it was so long ago. So. Uh, so I guess the only only repeat for me is the Palomino HP. Gosh, that's fascinating. I had the right notepads jumbo pencil on here. Oh, oh geez, that was a long time ago. Can, uh, can one of you remind me what episode was the last time we did this? Mm. Oh, yeah. No uh, idea. Yeah, no idea. I could find I'm, out. Are you just yeah. looking on our on the website? I'm just looking at five? the link. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So maybe maybe we had updated it on an episode, but yeah. Gosh. So 50? that can't be it. Yeah. Sorry. So. 
uh, Palomino HB and the MMX. I also just, and this will be the last <laughs> California Cedar or whatever Blackwing related thing, but the Blackwing Natural, I have to add on my on my list because of all these that are on my list, that is the one I use the most often on the most regular basis, even more than the Palomino HB these days. Um, mm. So I've been using that one for the last, I don't know, six months. I probably use that pencil more than anything else. Uh, I also, you'll see a, a theme with these last few, but the Mitsubishi 9852 EW, which I've talked about exhaustively uh, on good... here. Uh, but that is another one in my regular rotation. And I just, it's kind of, it's interesting to me that over time, the pencils that I've grown to prefer have gotten softer, or I mean, gotten harder and harder. Um, I've got four out of my five are essentially an HB pencil, which I would not have expected when we started this podcast because when I first got into it, I wanted all the soft, the 2B, the 4B, the, you know, that stuff was so interesting, but now I just, I love the hard stuff. So <laughs> sticking to the hard stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've noticed that as people get into pencils, they start moving toward more practical points. Yeah. Yeah. Than just what looks like pen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because that's when you, I feel like you eventually get, once you've gotten deep enough into it and you're using them often enough, then part of yeah like you said the the practical is that what you said practical is that the yeah word? at a certain point you're like where are my pencils going yeah and and you also are just like well uh, one thing i the more i do this the more i appreciate it is a pencil that lasts a long time yeah. you know uh, so that's definitely been me but the 9852 ew is uh, a wonderful pencil worthy of stocking up in my opinion uh, and it's really cool how it's made too. If if you're listening and haven't haven't seen them before, but they're made with uh, recycled pencil slats, and they just kind of take odd shaped slats and stick them together, and so you kind of get a seam in your pencil at different points, uh, the, at different uh, whatever different sections of the barrel, uh, and it has a really beautiful kind of dark purple eraser or I mean, a ferrule as well. So. Mm. Very beautiful pencil. And the last one, which I think would be the headline in the uh, pencil related newspaper tomorrow <laughs> would be would be that this is going to get a lot of play on this episode so i'm not gonna say too much because we're gonna be talking about a lot but the tennessee red uh, yeah. is is on my top five now i actually had a friend uh who i helped get in you know helped him get into good pencils uh several years ago and he's he's living in texas now and he texted me today and he's like i've been using these palomino hbs for a year and i want years and i want something new can you recommend something and it was like immediately i had i had the link in like four seconds and sent him tennessee red <laughs> i was like you'll love these get these you'll they're, they're amazing so uh it is I, the other trend in mine hard pencils then also the one trend that stayed the same is that i do still love my natural pencils like a lot of people so i've got three on here that have a natural uh or, you know are, are sans paint yeah so um it's just an amazing pencil it's a really good and also has a good story it's made of red cedar the wood that we almost wiped out of existence in our country by making too many pencils out of it <laughs> so here we are making more pencils so god bless america it's back yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then uh yeah so that's me that's my my five i got the palomino hb the mitsubishi 9852 ew blackwing mmx blackwing natural and the musgrave tennessee red yeah yeah how about you andy yeah. Uh, so interestingly, um, I had the 9852 EW on my last list, um, and it did not make the cut this time. Um, and I, I don't think it's because I like it any less, but uh, this t this time around, I mostly have been going for the pencils that I just like have um, grabbed the like the most. Like mm. I've just kind of kept it, kept it around and like put it in my pencil cup and like just really really went for. It. So there are a few on here that's the same. Um, the Golden Bear is still. I I, I think my, the Golden Bear is still my Palomino HB. I think it's still my favorite. Um, it's just I just love the colors and the way it looks and the price point is so good. Um, so yeah, still like especially the blue Golden Bears are my my jam. Um, I think last time I had the Test Scoring 100s on there too, um, which are still a very um, no. I did not have. Test scoring 100s on there. So I'm looking at my list that's on. So if you go to erasable.us slash top five, uh, one word, you can see all of these. Like you can see these lists. We'll get them updated for, for our new lists. But um, yeah, last time I did this, the test scoring 100 is not on here um, just because it's such a little weirdo. Um, <laughs> so, so, so 
I'll put it. I'll put it on there. Um, I so those two I believe are the same. Um, one that I have recently discovered. Um, and Tim, I know this is an honorable mes- mention for you. Is the Viking school pencil, which we talked about, um, as our pencil of the month last time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was, and you, I had not used those until you sent me those, and then we used them as the pencil of the month, and they've they caught on real quick for me. So yeah, actually, just... had I left one in Henry's room, and the other day he came in, and he's like, hey, "Dad, is this my pencil or is this your pencil?" <laughs> I just found it in my room, and I was like, "Yeah, my my instinct was just to be like, oh, no, it's that's yours, or you, you can have it." And I was like, "That's mine." <laughs> <laughs> Give me my pencil back. Yeah, <laughs> those are in limited quantity. Give me that. Yeah, those so. are. Um, yeah, those are really nice, and they're just just very well made. I think um, they look mm-hmm. cool too. Um, I also have um, the Tennessee Red um, because you know since it was made and came out, I just really love it. It looks gorgeous. It writes really well. Has a really good story. We sort of like you know now we we. We know something has changed since the last time we did this. We know the people behind it. We know the story. Uh, that's really that's really fun. I have a T-shirt. <laughs> I both both the uh, Tennessee Red and the Test Scoring 100. I have a T-shirt for. So now I now I just have to find a T-shirt for the the other three. Stylish. So I don't know where I'm going to find a Viking school pencil T-shirt, but maybe I'll just make one. Who knows? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it just says school by London. <laughs> <laughs> be like is that like a is that like a you know like a icelandic death metal band like no. <laughs> way nerdier no yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep going keep it going is now yeah <laughs> that would um, be our band name yeah oh that would be a good one school by um and then uh <laughs> the one that i <laughs> the one that i was kind of surprised about was on there that i've been using a lot um is the uh, just a Camel HP? I have several of them, and um, the natural one, which I think is my favorite, the highest quality Camel HP, uh, with that kind of like grayish erasure. I I use that all the damn time. I, you know, have it in front of me right now. It's just a really good pencil. Um, I yeah, I I have grown to like the Ferulis Ferulis eraser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you um? have a preference for the gray eraser over the white or is that just the one you happen to have in front of you i i think i like the aesthetics of the gray eraser better um mm-hmm. i think it looks cooler and also it doesn't show dirt as easily because it's it's the same color as the graphite but mm-hmm. i don't what is your preference oh i don't have a preference i like them both yeah yeah i really um i get real speaking of john morris i get really jealous of his camel collection he has oh so yeah many, geez so many good colors um yeah, if you're in the group, just uh, search for like Camel John Morris, and you will see so many pencils. <laughs> the um, which, what are they called? The pastel ones are in production. Yeah, aren't they the ones at CW? Those are nice. I feel like they're those are very um, nice. Softer. Yeah, but I, I mean the the natural wood one is like it's it's definitely glossed um, over, but it mm-hmm. looks looks really nice. Yeah, good call. That, That's is, a great that is for me. I'm trying to think of what fell off my my list i had interestingly so the nataraj pop was on there um hmm. and and really like i think i think i just took it off because like ever since Absera, like they switched the brand to Absera, they've been kind of sloppily made i still love the colors in them but i've had so many that are just kind of like poor quality and like the paint is was not fully sort of like glazed onto the pencil or there's like a chip out of the like cap on the top so boo um yeah. Get it together up there. Um I also had the CW uh editor on my list, which is interesting because I do not remember putting that on that list. <laughs> so yeah. It's like looking back on like high school and be like, Yeah, it was a weird phase in my life. Yeah. Back in <laughs> yeah. Like, the editor those aren't my shoes. What was I doing back then? Yeah, what was I thinking? Yeah. yeah. It's a different so, man. <laughs> that that is it for me. <laughs> How about you, um, so I swear I didn't just copy off you guys, but my first one is Musgrave Tennessee Red. Yeah, because I'm the only. I'm thinking if I could change something about that pencil, I would like it in more grades. Mm. Because uh, Tim and I were talking about this, or like Tim was saying earlier, and I've discovered um, in my own life I'm really moving toward like American number twos, and that's a soft pencil. 
Yeah. Um, Are we? Is is the Tennessee Red the f- the first time we've had the same pencil in all th- all three top fives? Oh, I probably. Don't know. Yeah, probably. If you don't yeah. count like, I mean, like we've had different versions of the six hundred two core on our lists, but yeah. like from different editions. But it almost doesn't count, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's the most important overlap we've had. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Huh. It speaks volumes about what a great pencil it is. Um, and my other four are all pencils that are no longer in production, but that's what I've been using lately. So um, first Such is <laughs> the. Uh, it's obscure. You probably haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, this is the vintage velvet um, Faber Castell uh, three five five seven with blue foil. They also had a gold foil one, which has a better ferrule, but you know blue foil is awesome. Yeah. Um, and the original. Um, Venus and um, American Pencil Company versions were blue foiled. But um, Fabric Castell makes a pencil that's yellow with blue foil that's numbered 3557 um, in one of the Asian markets. So I've seen them on eBay, like not for terrible prices, but I think that that particular seller was in a country that can't ship to us right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll definitely check back in with those. So the Velvet is called the Velvet because it was marketed as being very smooth writing. But by the time Faber-Castell had it, it was just sort of, you know, a high-end yellow pencil with the um, iconic blue band around a gold ferrule, which sort of looks a lot like the USA Gold. Um, in fact, the USA Gold looks like they totally copied off this pencil. Mm-hmm. But good pencil to copy off of. They're, um, if you can find them, they're like... 10 or $15 for a dozen is a pretty good price on eBay. Sometimes you can get them a little cheaper if you want to buy more than one dozen. Um, my next one is the barrel version of the Murado marked number one, um, which they call a 2B instead of a B. But the barrel version has print like going almost all the way to the point of the pencil. So after a few sharpenings, you're already taking off the word uh, chemi sealed. So it's like really cool like hey here's all this cool stuff with this pencil you need to know and it's all on one line is that a round no um it's that sort of like bread name pencils kind of looks round but i see oh yeah. I, I think he scanned he scanned them yeah um it's not round but it's sort of like a soft hex and it was before they started um crimping the erasers on like what we're used to so they were i don't know really interestingly placed um, yeah, my next one is Faber-Castell slash Eberhard-Faber. They're pretty much the same pencil, but Faber-Castell bought Eberhard-Faber, the American, which was their, you know, cheap number two pencil that I had in school. And, um, they're all over the place. You can go on eBay and pick up a dozen of them for, you know, stupid prices or less than 10 bucks. Like I wouldn't pay 10 bucks, but, um, yeah, they're just cheap cedar pencils with a simple ferrule and a pinky razor. Hmm. Um, and, you know, the quality control is a little better than what kids will get these days in their cheap school pencils. And they're made in America and they're cedar. Would you and, say that the graphite quality of some of these old pencils are worse than modern day or is it better or is it about the, does it stay about the same? I think they're more consistent, hmm. which is something you can't say for modern Ticonderoga. Yeah. Despite the fact that if you get a good one, it's a really good pencil. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can, I can pull out a Faber Castell or Eberhard Faber American and sharpen it and close my eyes and have no idea which one it is. Which we're nerds, you know, we'd we'd be able to tell. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like I said, they're all over the place. I mean, if you find someone selling a gross, definitely drop me a message because that would make me very happy. Yeah. I have a few dozen floating around. Um. And my last one is also no longer made, but it's more recently made. That's the Papermate version of the Murado Classic that was out in um, like the early to mid aughts. Hmm. So this was when they were still made in America and Sanford um, brand. Yeah, this is when they were they switched over from Sanford to Papermate, and they hadn't changed anything except instead of saying Sanford, it said Papermate. So it was still like kind of classy looking, and the uh, the ferrules were really really shiny brass colored aluminum with a red not burgundy stripe 
and they used to um, brag about having the pink pearl. And most of mine uh, that are from 04, 05 still have erasers that work. So that's pretty cool um, and unusual. But it was for a long time my favorite pencil, but it was always a little too light for my tastes. But now I'm getting older and I appreciate a lighter pencil. But I have tracked down, you know, two or three dozen of the number ones because why not? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I realized I've never had a yellow pencil on here before, and almost all of oh. mine are yellow pencils. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't think about that. And I think this is the first time I haven't put a black wing on here, but I haven't been using soft graphite lately. That's it. On your old, um, your old top five, you had a Faber-Castell Grip Sparkle Brown. That's a good pencil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, all mine are USA made. Score one for me. Was that intentional? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> no, I was sitting here like, I'm like, what am I actually using? So I just kind of like fished around my desk. Like I've been using these because they're short and blunt. So I guess I'll go with these. <laughs> they're all USA made. And almost all of them are no longer, no longer made. Yeah. So that tells you a lot about USA production. Yeah. But they're all of the vintage ones I listed are pretty easy to get on uh, the Ebays. Yeah, even the surprisingly the barrel number one is like all over the place, which makes me happy. Huh, so maybe we yeah. won't wait three years before we do this again. Yeah, like yeah, definitely not. You know, you visit it every six months or a year. Yeah, that's a good point. A good plan. Yeah, I'm really interested. We should uh, put a call out. Anybody in the group or anybody who wants to, you know, comment in, tell us what your top five pencils are. I'm really interested to see if they're sort of like trends, kind of beyond. Our little bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would be fascinating. And yeah. maybe there's a way we could uh, ask. It would be it'd be cool to ask. Put the question out there before we even publish yeah. this episode, and then when we come back next time, we can like report on it before people hear ours. You know? Yeah. Like, like I'd uh, be really. I'm surprised that the Blackwing 602 wasn't on this list anywhere because that's just such a hmm. like modern like favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's an amazing pencil. But kind of like Johnny was saying, I just haven't been using it. Yeah, there's so many others out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're being honest. Yeah. Truth in graphitizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. So, can you guys tell? <laughs> can you tell our listeners where to find you guys on the internet besides Animal Crossing? <laughs> nope, that's it. That is it. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, you can find me on <laughs> on Twitter at Tim Wassum. You can find me on Instagram at Timothy Wassum, and you can find me on the island of Camus in Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I am at uh, woodclinch.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at A Wellfley. And you can find me on the island of Candyland with a K. <laughs> really? Yeah. So Katie and my celebrity couple name is Candy, K A N D Y. Um, and so we've always like, oh my God. we've always named our like Wi-Fi networks and stuff like Candyland. And that's, that's the, even though Katie does not do Animal Crossing, it's still, that's still our island. There you go. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, like nerd. Nerd. <laughs> oh man. So, you, uh, you, you can find me at pencilrevolution.com and on Instagram and sometimes Twitter at pencilution. You can find us at Erasable. US. This episode 142 will be at erasable.us slash 142. You can express your support and appreciation for the programming we provide by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash erasable. Thank you to everyone who already supports us at the producer level. To wit, Alex Jonathan Brown, Ann Sype, Bob Ostwald, Bobby Letzinger, Chris Jones, Chris Metzkis, Chris Ulrich, Dave McDonald, Dave Tubman, Fourth Letter, Franklin Furlong, Gangster Hotline, Hans Noodleman, Hunter McCain, Jocelyn R. Myers, James Dominguez, Jason Dill, Jay Newton, Joe Crace, John Banyan, Johnny Baker, Karen Peabody, Kathy Rogers, Kelton Weens, Larry Grimaldi, Leslie Touze, Mary Collis, Measure Twice, Michael Dialosa, Michael Hagen, Millie Blackwell, Random Thinks, Sarah Hunter, Stuart Lennon, Tana Feliz, Terry Beth Ledbetter, and Think Travel Eat. Woo! 
Yeah. Thank you so much. Longer. Yeah. Love you guys. <laughs> so also you can find us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash erasable podcast on Instagram at Twitter at erasable podcast and our Facebook group. The friendliest corner of the internet is facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Thank you again to John Morris for sponsoring this episode. And remember, if you make a purchase from Camo Cook, Camo, oh my God. <laughs> Just press through, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. From Kami Kokuin, today of one or two items, use the offer code erasable20. E-R-A-S-A-B-L-E-2-0 to save 20%. And John will even throw in a fun limited edition sticker that he produced just for this episode. So go to Etsy.com slash K-A-M-I-K-O-K-U-E-N. And we'll talk to you guys next time with a very special guest.